Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points in the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the Ronaldo interview overshadows United's last gasp winner at Craven Cottage as a new star is potentially born. Arsenal go into the World Cup break five points clear following City's loss to Brentford. And we count down to the start of the World Cup as England arrive at their base in Qatar. Lots and lots to get through this week. So, let's talk football. Well, hello everybody. Hello and welcome back to another Let's Talk Football podcast. I hope we're all doing well and keeping good and starting to get into a little bit of World Cup fever now that the season's over. Because it's it's taken a bit of time and I thought it would, but I I can feel myself starting to ramp up. So can I. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to watching the first game on Sunday. And then obviously England England playing the second day. Helps. And even Wales. Yeah. I think Wales play on the Monday as they well, do. don't they? So we're going to get proper into it from the start, practically. Yeah. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. I'm looking forward to it then. We must. But before we do that, we do have a weekend of Premier League football to look back on. Yeah, which didn't disappoint. Didn't disappoint, but we are going to start with the Ronaldo interview. Okay. So, depending on when you've heard this, you may have seen the whole thing. Obviously, we're recording this before it goes out on Wednesday, or on the Wednesday, the whatever day it is, tomorrow the 16th. Yeah. Um, so, we're recording that bef- this podcast before that. So, we've only seen the, the quotes and the, the little preview sections that have come out of that. Mm-hmm. And... As a United fan, I have an opinion. Go on then. I, th- I think, <laughs> I think he's done at United. I, I, I think his goose is very much cooked. Yeah, it's, there might have been a way back if he hadn't have said that he had no respect for his manager. Yeah, because I think at that point you're gone. Yeah, mentally you can't undermine you, your manager. Yourself. Yeah. You can't. Where do you? Where does you know? What does Eric Ten Hag do? Oh, come back. Yeah. You don't respect me. Yeah, come play for me. Bring you back into the fold. He's done, and this is probably what he wanted. He does. He doesn't want to be there. Fine. Mm-hmm. Off you pop. Yeah. No one's. You know, Fergie's always said, when a player starts to think that he's bigger than the manager or the football club, then they need to go. Yeah. And that is this moment. I mean. It's it's done. A lot of the fans will probably agree with what he's saying about the Glazers because a couple of quotes have come out about that before the, the interview's released. Yep. And me, as it, you know, none of us would necessarily, as United fans, disagree with that. No. But it's this bit about his manager, you know, which undermines his manager, which kind of puts his teammates in a difficult position. Lindelof has already been in a, a Sweden press conference having to go, I'm not answering any questions about it. So this is going to happen to United players, I feel, all the way through the World Cup at this stage, or at least in the build-up to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, until we get into um, the action, you know, at least. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of managers now will be going, well, I can't put my United players in the press conferences, can't put them out for interviews or whatever, because they're going to get asked yeah, about it. It's just going to dominate the press conference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's going to disrupt a lot of teams. It's going to disrupt Portugal's build-up as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's already videos about about Bruno Fernandez's cold shouldering him. I've seen him apparently cold shouldering him anyway, and and there's an image of him them training where they're not 
making eye contact but i think that was due to the with the lens and they're actually probably not as close to each other as the camera was making out um but it just it's a very badly timed it's 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 ill advised and badly timed it's it's weird actually you know obviously this has been done without manchester united's knowledge i'm guessing well that well that well uh, uh, totally you know and, and none of us would none of us are going to sit here and, and have a go at the issues that he was having in the summer with his daughter i think mm-hmm. no that's that's fair that's right and he obviously has his feelings about that so we mustn't discount his feelings that maybe some of the senior people at the club treated him in that respect but if you want to leave a my my club, pure yeah. issue yeah but my pure issue is what he said about his manager because that just puts you the fan, especially with the fans, it's ill-advised as well because the fans really like Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, and it undermines the dressing room. It undermines everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just you're done. Yeah. You're done. Off you go. And I think everyone's feeling the same at this point. It's now time to end that relationship, yeah. and everybody well, just they're walk even, away. They're looking now. into whether he's in breach of his contract, aren't they? Well, yes. That's so we can release him without having to pay him a penny. Yeah. I think. But but then, there are better ways to go about him. it, aren't there? Yeah, there are, and I think it leaves him in a tricky situation. Yeah, because with all due he's, respect none to of the Cristiano big clubs, Ronaldo, yeah. None of the big clubs are going to want this headache at this point no. now. You know, for what he's going to cost you in wages, mm-hmm. no one's going to want this. No, no one's going to want this headache. Um, so he ain't going to end up at a top club and after this. you can see by his performances this year, he has started to wane. The power is not there anymore. Yeah, but a lot of that might be, you know, if his attitude has been this, and this is yeah. the thing that's yeah. been in him all the time at the minute, is that he doesn't want to I'm play. not happy, yeah. I'm not doing this, manager doesn't like me, I don't want to be here, people don't want me here. That all builds up, and that can be, create that pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. and then that might be affecting his performance. Yeah. That might be, but at the same time, it's you've kind of brought this on yourself a little bit with the way that you leaked out to the press that you wanted to leave in the summer. Yeah. Then being left in a situation where nobody else wanted you. Yeah. So having to so you go have to crawling stay. back to sort of, please, yeah. please, I want to play for you now. Which yeah. makes everything even worse for him that this that he's done yeah, this. I mean, I don't know who's advised him. him. I don't know who thought, yeah, Cristiano, this is a great idea. Who's in there going, don't do this? Yeah. Or definitely, you know, you want to keep the fans on side, which I'm guessing is partly why he wanted to communicate because he wants to get across to the fans. That yeah. I'm unhappy. With the I'm, United yeah. fans in particular. Obviously, there's Ronaldo fans out there that are just going to back him no matter what he mm-hmm. says. But United fans in particular, I think we'll be like, well, you can't say that about the manager. No. Especially when the fans have really got behind him, yeah. really seen the progress that the team have made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, over and they're the playing well. A few months. Yeah. So it's it's bizarre. It's the whole thing's bizarre to me. Yeah, it really is. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on it all? It's just bizarre, as you say. It's just, from the outside looking in, it is a man that has just gone into the dressing room and just dropped the mic and just gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to tell all to everybody. It's like, why would you do that now? You know, all right, the season is broken. We're not in. You know, we're not in the season anymore. But it's like, mm-hmm. why would you do that just before the World Cup, knowing yeah. that that's going to fester now until January? Because you can't go anywhere until January unless they rip up your contract. Yeah. Which I think they might end up doing. They'll come to a mutual agreement. You know, they'll give him X I amount so. and let him go on his way. 
it just seems really bizarre. It's like, just be a good boy and sit on your ass and do nothing. That's it. That's it. And it's all yeah. he had to do is wait till. You know what I mean? And this is a conversation he probably could have had. And then he can go. He didn't even got to wait till June. He could go in January yeah. if, if he if he turned around and said. He didn't have to say anything. I think that's the biggest thing. Not publicly. No. That's the thing. If he if he was internally turned around to his manager and said, "Look, this ain't working for me anymore. I want to go. I don't like the playing time I'm having. This isn't working. I'm pretty sure Eric Ten Hag would go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you go. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I think he's come. I think it's been he's just been a constant headache for the manager this season. Constant from from literally his first press conference. To now, to, yeah. to now, it's just been one headache after the other with the whole not come, want, wanting to come on against Tottenham, yeah. with with the the stuff in the summer. It's just been it's been a nightmare. And apparently, even this weekend, you know, he was told he wasn't going to start, but he said, "Come along, you know, come. We want you in the squad. You'll get some time." And then he apparently said, "Oh no, he's ill." Yeah. <laughs> obviously, he knew all this was happening. Was about to come out, and obviously. Because apparently they found out about the interview on the way home from the game yeah. from Fulham. So there's no surprise he didn't really want to be around his teammates at that moment or his manager, what? knowing the quotes that were probably going to come out. Yeah, what is it about clubs leaving Fulham and finding news out? Obviously, Stephen Gerrard found out leaving Fulham that he was on his way out as well. Yeah, yeah, it's an odd place to go. Craven Cottage this year. Don't go there. Should we park the Ronaldo yeah. stuff and move on to the game itself? Oh, yeah, we've got plenty. We've got plenty of stuff to get on with. So back to the football then. And Alessandro Garnacho. I'm glad you said his name. <laughs> I was struggling it's, with that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not that hard. But, yeah, Garnacho, uh, what a goal that was. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was his acceleration. Yeah. I watched it. as I remember watching it, for, you know, as it happened. I just thought... I just thought, oh my god, how's he? He just found a gear out of nowhere, mm. and he just kind of Left the he was striding, behind. yeah. And then he just went bang, 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 and he was in. And obviously, the interplay between him and Ericsson was really good as well. Picked the ball out there, and, and to find the corner like that in that moment, in the pace he was moving yeah. at as well. By the way, he hadn't slowed down when he when he hit that. No. It was it was phenomenal finish, and what a moment for the for the young man, yeah. youngest guy, youngest. Youngest uh, 90th minute winner, goal scorer, however you want to word yeah. it, since Makeda. Oh, okay. Obviously, yeah. Mc- didn't quite work out for Makeda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably not the best example. <laughs> yeah, but, no, that's just the stat. That was just the stat. That's the stat that's going around. But he was the youngest since since uh, since Makeda to get a last minute winner for United. Up until that point, though, um, it was a frustrating afternoon for you. It was. It was. Well, it was. It was the second half. Was I thought Fulham. Were, I thought we, Fulham played really well. To be fair, no, they did. The second half, they were really, really good. You know, obviously in the first half we were okay. It wasn't that frustrating for us. We got the goal. We were ahead. We looked fairly comfortable in the first half. Maybe for the first five minutes of the second half we looked okay. But then Fulham seemed to really grow. Yeah. And the change that we made, taking a langer off, moving Bruno over to the right. It took something away from our game yeah, and what we were Bruno's doing. Bruno's not got that pace that Alanga's got. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep the pressure on the high line. But then when Garnacho came on, he gave us that outlet. Um, so there's things to improve on. There's always things to Definitely. improve on. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Ten Hag will will learn from that. And I think obviously, depending on what happens with the other situation, he'll want to maybe get someone else in. in I January. would imagine so. 
you know, we have been in without a few, though. Don't forget, Sancho's been out. Yeah. Anthony's out. So, you know, we're a couple down to come in back those, whilst the World Cup in is those on. areas. Yeah. yeah, and it'll be good for Martial to get a break and hopefully build some more fitness because I thought he looks the part. He's the type of striker we need in there. Yeah, he played well as the nine, didn't he? Yeah, he can hold it up. He can link up play really well. And then he's he's got the pace as well to get in behind and run at players. Yeah. And obviously he's got the dribble skill. You know, there's nothing that Martial hasn't got yeah. other than consistency. And, That's and He's fitness. been his struggle yeah. over the years. Yeah, his fitness is one thing. But his consistency over the years has been that. And I think sometimes that comes down to maybe his work ethic at times has let him down. But this season when he's played, he's been really yeah. good. And that's the type of striker I think Ten Hag likes. It's what he wants, mm-hmm. which is why I think Ivan Tony's potentially an option for United. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, soon. So we'll see what kind of plays out as as things go on that on that count. But uh, no, we played we played really well. Fulham will be disappointed, I think, to concede the last minute yeah. like that. But the goal it was, the goal it was. I mean, the the, the fullback was with him all the way in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He'd followed him all the way. He'd done everything right. Yeah. But he was just too quick for him, and and he actually held him off, held the defender off really well, considering the pace he was running at. I thought it was really good that, but yeah, no, good for United. Then you know, a good, it's good to finish on the wing going into the break. Yeah, um, keeps keeps the momentum sort of there, um, or a good feeling for the team to come back to at least after after the World Cup. Um, but no, yeah, it's good. Good, I'm happy. I'm glad. Uh, Fulham as well. They'll be. They'll be. You know, they've had a really good start to the season up in the top half of the table, so they're not going to be too disappointed. Um, they'll be a little bit disappointed. Obviously, they had the last-minute goal as well against City, didn't they, last week yeah. as well? Yeah, so they've... Yeah, so they've... they've had a couple of them, but actually, if they look back at their first 15 games back in the Premier League, it's obviously been their best oh, return delighted. Yeah. since, you know, since they came back in. You know, the last two goes, anyway. Yeah, you know, much better than those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be much happy with that. Um, right, while we're while we're on while we're on Sunday, um, the other game on Sunday before we talk about the top of the table was Villa and Brighton. Now, I thought this was actually considering the form of both teams. Is that for Villa to go away and win at Brighton? Yeah, first away win of the season for Villa. Yeah, yeah, um, was was really impressive, and I thought they played really well. Danny Ings getting a couple of goals, considering the start they made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, what was it? Forty odd yeah, seconds to be behind that quickly. Yeah. So you had to watch every minute of both of these games on Sunday. You had a goal in the first minute and a goal in the last minute of the day. Yeah. But no, Villa. So, uh, you had... Villa played particularly well. They were solid, which was not something that we've seen them do this after, season. After the first minute. Yeah. After, after, the, after, after the, the first minute, minute. they recovered very after well. After the first minute, point. they were solid. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good performance from Villa. They're starting to, you know, Unai Emery, I think, is going to have this effect on Villa. He's going to make them pragmatic. He's going to make them... Difficult to play against. Um, beat. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to organise them. Mm-hmm. He's a very experienced manager, and I think he'll probably... You'll probably see Villa moving up the league, I think. I think it was a really smart appointment from Villa. Yes, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Uh, as for Brighton, again, they won't be... They'll be disappointed with yesterday's result, but they can't complain with the start of their season. No, they, to They're find seventh themselves seventh. in the table. Yeah. Yeah, is, 14 games yeah, in is again, really, really probably, good. You know, they're pinching themselves that they're that high up at this point. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. But no, good result there. And then back to Saturday, then. Let's talk about the top of the table. Uh, we'll start with City. 
Yeah, I, was really... Ivan Tony got over his disappointment, didn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, I think he was more. He was out there. Was he there to prove his point? Maybe, maybe that's what got him going. Maybe. I don't know. So why didn't you take me? Um, maybe Thomas Frank had a word in his ear before the kickoff, showing what you can do. Yeah, yeah. But it was really good, and obviously the way that they get the winner, ninety eighth minute. Yeah, on the break as well, the, which is to get that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, though, you know, City were pushing the for the goal. Yeah, that, exactly. That's for City. That eight minutes at the Etihad's for City. Let's not pretend otherwise. Yeah. And then for him to get sucker punch like that going the other way, yeah, is uh, is disappointing for City and obviously leaves them stranded a little bit now from the top. Yeah. Ivan Tony proves his point. And yeah, it's uh, it's very very interesting. Obviously, Arsenal winning. Yeah. As well, they played very well. It's a very efficient yeah, performance took, I feel, took, against you know, Wolves. They did what they've been doing, Arsenal, and yeah. they turned up. They won. They left. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and Odegaard was very very good in that game as well. Yeah. I thought he was he was you know not only his two goals. I just thought the way that he was linking up the play, you know, bringing everything together. He, he seemed to be the glue in there for him. Yeah. Well, he has been all season. To be fair, he's been very good. He's starting to show now the quality that everyone knew that he had when he was, what, 15 yeah. at Real Madrid? And when Real when Madrid brought him in. calling, yeah. Yeah, and now I think you're starting to see that because he's still young considering everything, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. let's not forget. He's just been in around for a long time because of, because of, how, because of how he made the headlines. Yeah. Exactly, when he made the headlines getting, uh, getting brought in by Real Madrid all those years ago. They so, will be you know, laughing at the fact that they've got a five-point lead. Oh, Arsenal, they won't believe. They won't believe that that's a five-point lead. I mean, they'll be unbearable, Arsenal fans, but, you know, we have to take that out of, out of the equation. And so, fair play. I think they have been the best, most consistent team in the league anyway, um, obviously, because that's why they are where they are. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they haven't had up-and-down performances. I think they, you know, even in the United game that they lost... They've been consistent they were good. throughout the games. Yeah. yeah. They were good in that game even though they lost that one at United. It's whether they can um, now take that break, come back oh yeah, and hit the ground running it's if again. the pressure ramps. Yeah. yeah, and the pressure ramps up a bit more because, you know, City are five points off now, but they're not going to be they're not going to be slowing up no, after no, no. the World Cup. If anything, City will start. This is when City kick into gear. Second half of the exactly. season. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're not even really halfway through the season no. yet, even. Let's remember that. We're only, what, 14? Well, they're 14 games in each, aren't mm. they? They're... So, you know, there's a long way. And you know, still five games to go twice. before we're half. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they've got to play each other twice. So all these things are kind of leading up to what might well be an interesting an interesting race, I think, in the uh, in the new year. Well, at Christmas when everyone's back. Yeah. It's looking very, very tasty at the top. You know, because it's good. Because I think if if, it, if tables were flipped, if, if it was the other way around at this point and City were ahead of Arsenal... Mm -hmm. No one would be that interested, but I think no. because City are chasing Arsenal, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it makes it a lot more interesting, doesn't it? Because you're kind of thinking, well, can Arsenal keep up the pace that they've set, and can City recover? As opposed to if it was the other way around, people would be going, ah, well, City are going to run away with it yeah. now. They're off now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think this way is much better for a more interesting league. Definitely. Definitely. Um, next game to talk about then is the Newcastle Chelsea game. I think Newcastle are really, really now showing that they are in this European fight. Champions League fight. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, in the Champions, not just European, I'd say they're in the Champions League fight. They are the most consistent team outside of the top two, yeah. I think. 
You know, they look steady. Mm -hmm. They don't look like they're as erratic up and down like Chelsea have been, like United have been, like Tottenham have been at times. Yeah. Uh, even Liverpool this season as well haven't had their level of consistency, but Newcastle have found one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have. And they've yeah, been, yeah. you know, the last the last couple of months in particular, um, they've been some big solid. Teams. Yeah, they have. Yeah, you know, I don't think they've lost. You know, they even drew against United. Don't forget they beat Chelsea, beat Tottenham, um, yeah. beat Tottenham. Well, I thought we were talking about big teams, lol. Um, uh, you know, so they've had, a, they've had a really good start. They've had a really good good start to the season. Um, and to see themselves in third place, I bet even Newcastle fans can't believe that it's been that much of a jump this quickly. Yeah. But I think all credit to Eddie Howe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has to go because, you know, Newcastle haven't gone out like we thought they would and go all out and spend all that money. No, they haven't. They haven't done that. They've, they've, you know, they brought a couple in. Obviously, they brought Bruno Gomez in. Uh, they brought a few defenders yeah. in, but mostly it's been players that Eddie Howe has identified. You know, Premier League kind of players that he might have worked with a few of them before, etc. You know, but he's brought them into Newcastle. He's got that bigger stage, yeah. and he's got them playing really well. And I think a lot, of, he deserves a lot of credit for that. It's an odd performance from Chelsea. Yeah, I think they've been like this though all season. At least they've been very up and down ever since. You know, I I still don't understand why Tuchel went. No, no, because it hasn't really changed anything. No, they've been exactly the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously you've got Graham Potter now trying to learn the ropes. I mean, we all like to see a good British manager get one of the top jobs in the foot in the league. Yeah. But will it come um, at a cost so, to him in the end? I think it probably will. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I'm not sure. That was that was the right time for him. No, no, I would have said end that, of I mean, the season maybe if Brighton had, exactly. had a top ten finish at the end of the season with him in charge. Exactly. Then, yeah. yeah. I just think I think I think they pulled the trigger too early on Tuchel, and I think that all comes from the new ownership coming in. Yeah, they wanted their own man, Warrington. didn't they? So yeah, so you know they went out there and brought all these players in. You know, spent big money, got everyone in, and then went go on then to Tuchel. Yeah, and then Tuchel went oh. I'm, probably didn't want most of these players that you've brought in. Yeah. You know? So it's it is a strange situation that Chelsea find themselves in. You know, they are struggling. You know, they're below Brighton in eighth. Yeah. Which is um only two points away from Fulham and Brentford and Palace. Yeah. They're they're, they're so officially they, a mid table team, Chelsea. At this they point. are. They are right now. <laughs> they are right now. Right then let's um, the highest scoring game of the weekend happened at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh. And it was very close to disaster again for Tottenham. You know what? I'll let the mm -hmm. podcast listeners in on a thing. I've been watching yeah. Tottenham for 25 years this year. Yeah. I'm too old for this crap. Yeah. <laughs> 34 3. No, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> first, first half, terrible again. Um, Yes, because we go in behind. Yeah, <laughs> again. Yeah, again. <laughs> and then they come out the second half, and you're thinking, oh, okay, then. And then, luckily, Benton Kerr gets you out, gets you out of the mess. Yeah, you were going to say something else there, weren't you? <laughs> no, no, I'm very good. You're very good. Hold on. Got you out of the mess. Yeah. To be fair, we got ourselves out of the mess. We we changed the shape. We went to back. We went to a back four. Brought an extra midfield player on. That allowed Benton yeah. Kerr to get further forward. 
and Kudasevsky was just running right down the right hand side. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, when they and go much- three two up after us coming back into the game, you're like, oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, it's all going wrong. But luckily enough, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Obviously, Benton Kerr yeah. has been amazing this season. He's probably our player of the season at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he has been really good this year. Um, and obviously, Leeds will be a bit disappointed, but that's how they've been yeah. again. Oh, we were talking you know, before the game, no and we were saying, Leeds. you know, one, Leeds have one way of playing, and that will be to come at us. And they did. And they yeah. just kept coming and coming, but they were leaving so many gaps behind. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we got a, but, we you got know. lucky with a couple. Obviously, Ben Davis is one. I think it hit the goalkeeper, hit the defender, and hit the goalkeeper again, and then went in the back of the net. I know, but he's still got that goal, isn't he? Yeah. They haven't taken him off yeah, yet. He's on target. Yeah. He can't, he can't come off the goal, back up, hit two players, and then go in the goal. That one's... I think I think he might lose that he one. He might lose that one. It's, I think he it's might ben lose Davis. that one. How many goals has he actually scored? <laughs> exactly. So he wants everyone yeah, he can get. Him, do you know what I mean? To him. Everyone he can get. But uh, that leaves Leeds then in 15th. Yeah. Which is okay, I guess, for Leeds. Yeah, it's, they they're probably up, they're up want to move on. Now. They, as, you, as you say, they were unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll be wanting... I think they would have wanted a few more points at this point of the season. Though. I think Leeds, especially the, the club that they are, would have thought this might be the year for them to move forward. Mm-hmm. But then everyone has to remember that they lost Rafinha and Calvin Phillips, yes. which were their two best players by an absolute country mile. Yeah. Um, so to lose those two players difficult to replace. and still be... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And still be in the conversations, I think, is, uh, is okay. Definitely okay. And, and, and Tottenham, right. <laughs> we're Tottenham sit fourth. <laughs> sit fourth. They'll be happy with that for now, I guess. Yeah. I think um, Newcastle have been the surprise. They've surprised everyone really with their consistency. Yeah. So you know things might be could be a little bit different, but they're not. No, Spurs are fourth. No, happy. Um, yeah. With fifteen games gone, yeah. so they take that situation going into the break. Yeah. Uh, that leaves us then with. Uh, let's go to Forest actually, because Forest with a very very big win. Yeah. Against Palace. Very very big they win need... and a very very tight offside call. Very very tight offside, but you know he got given tight, and he can have it. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, Palace fans won't agree with that. No. But you know. But then I've always had got this it. opinion that if there are if if he's level, he's onside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So we. T- I take that situation though. It was very close, but they gave it, and that's fine. Uh, Forest then still in relegation at the moment, but they haven't got left behind anyone. No, which was important for them. Yeah. So they're up to thirteen points now. Yeah. We one thing we didn't mention with Wolves in the battle. Wolves are the first Premier League side to be bottom before the World Cup. Yeah. True. <laughs> Will true they statement. survive? Well, not really. Not really. <laughs> Technically not. Technically not, but obviously with the World Cup being in the season, technically, yes. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, you know, you can't take in any of these things around bottom at Christmas or whatever this year because there won't be as many games played. No. No. So people need to look at how many games everyone's played. But Wolves, yeah, they're the first thing really as well. They're, cut adrift. they're starting to get cut adrift a bit now. Yeah. You know, two points 
doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're at the bottom of the table, two points actually is a lot. Yeah. New manager's got a lot of work to you do. Know, yeah. yeah, points points are hard to come by at the bottom of the league. So to be two points off, it's only a win, obviously. And if you're playing one of the teams around you, it'll help. But yeah. Uh, let's go to West Ham Leicester then. Leicester seem to be in, had found a bit of revival going into this period. And I think that'll be one of the teams, like Arsenal, that might be a little bit disappointed that the, the break's come yes, now. Yes, definitely. Because they were really finding... Their, Mojo, their groove, yeah. yeah. They're finding the groove again, finding their way back into into it, and starting to make their way back up the, the table. Thankfully, Madison's um, all right. It seems that was the, yeah. I was about to mention that he went off injured, didn't he, after scoring? Well, not right after scoring, but got his goal and then went off late on. Yeah. Um, but luckily he's okay. And David and Moyes has to had worry the about there. vote of confidence. No confidence from the Sullivans, which means you're gone by next Friday. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it's an interesting one. With West Ham. Obviously, they've played really well in Europe. They haven't played so yeah. well in the Premier League. With David Moyes as their manager, where do you yeah. go? I What, what I think manager is, do you right? bring in to change the dynamic the, the, and everything? The, the thing is, if you look at David Moyes' time at Everton, they had seasons like this. Yeah, they have seasons where, where they're really good and they have seasons where they're not so good. Yeah, and I think I think you're seeing the same kind of thing, and that's just as he's cycling through, I think. And I think you'll find that they'll do enough to stay up. Yeah. He's definitely got the experience to keep him in the league anyway, no matter what they're doing. But I think you'll find that maybe next year, once he's worked everything out, they'll be all right again. So it would I don't think it would be a great idea at this point to get rid of someone with Unless that amount of experience. you've got somebody with equal experience or better to come in and replace yeah. him. And they're very, and in terms of Premier League experience, they don't, you know, he's probably one of the most experienced managers in the league at the minute, yeah. if not the most experienced manager in the league at the minute. I think. In just terms of, of Premier League games, yeah, I can't, I don't think there's anyone else in the league. You know, I think you know, even Brendan Rodgers would probably be close on that list, but I'm yeah, pretty no, sure David Moyes would be well, uh, be well, well, well of ahead of that in front of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. So, you know, he is the most experienced... I think... I'm going to say it. I'm going to go out there. He is the most experienced Premier League manager in the league. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Eddie, Howe, Eddie Howe might push him close, thinking about it. And I don't think Maybe. so. Maybe. I don't think anyway. so. Eddie Howe's a young manager. <laughs> David Moyes has been around managing managing Everton, what, since like 2003-04? Maybe around that time. There's like twenty, at least twenty years worth of Premier League experience in David Moyes. No one oh, really has. Just say, yeah, David Moyes, level. most experienced Premier League manager at this moment in time. Yeah, I'm backing it. <laughs> I'm backing it because it's true. Yeah. Um, so you know, would that be a mistake right now? I think it would yes, be. Very much so. Um, so I think leave, keep him in, and they'll probably be all right. West Ham, when all said and done, to be honest, I don't think they'll get relegated. No, again, it's a for them. It's a reset. The World Cup. Yeah. You know, you can go away, you can work on things, you can look back at what's gone wrong and come back with sort of a fresh impetus and, yeah. Let's go to Anfield then. Uh, Liverpool, 3-1 win over Southampton. Again, they've had a tricky time period, so to come out of this period with a win behind them at the very end, I think will help the mood around the camp coming back after the World Cup. Yeah, definitely. Um, Southampton, obviously... Without Hassan, Hassan oh, Hootle. God, Hassan Hootle at this point of the season. Just been replaced um, by Jones. That's a nice, easy one. Yeah, 
nice easy one nathan jones with his early on in his time at saints and it was always going to be a challenge going to anfield yeah. but again he's got six weeks to get his ideas across well that's yeah. it now he's got six weeks because you know not a, not a lot of those players will be going away i don't think from southampton yeah, there might be a might few be a couple. But, yeah i don't think there's a great um, deal not not loads and loads, so he'll have time to work with them, time to analyse his squad, and then maybe go and ask them, can we get some more in the yeah, in Can the, we buy uh, some more the, experience? Window, I think please. that's the thing that Southampton are missing. A couple of yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe at the back or something, yeah. just to see him through tough times in a game. Yeah. Might be might be helpful. So, yeah. Liverpool will be happy with where they're at. Not, Nunez getting two goals as well helps him. Um... You know, makes him, gives him the confidence for him going into the World Cup as well, but also in the Premier League going forward. And then finally, we'll look at Bournemouth's 3 0 win over Everton. Now, did you see the, performance. the reaction after the game from the Everton fans? I did not. Did you see Alex Iwobi threw his shirt into the crowd? Did they throw and it they back? They threw it back. That hurts. <laughs> That's got to hurt. And there was even talk at the weekend. Obviously, Everton are another club that may well make a change, but I doubt it. There was talk of a yeah. swap between Everton and West Ham. Frankie goes, Frankie to, Frankie goes to West Ham, Everton, and David Moyes goes back to Everton. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, I don't see why West Ham would think that would be a good idea. Though. And I think he'd probably get lynched after going to Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it might not be. Might not be ideal if we're honest. But Bournemouth, but that Bournemouth would be just happen. blew him away. Bournemouth really did play brilliantly. Yeah. They were a class above, and obviously they've they've had an up and down start to the season, but that will give them good confidence going forward. They're fourteenth in the table, you know. They'd be delighted with that start. Yeah, they might have a new manager the after season. the World Cup as well. Yeah, Marcelo Bielsa rumored to be the man they're looking at. Interesting, with the but we'll back. see. Indeed, we'll see how that all plays out, though. In time. Uh, so yeah that's the Premier League so if we have a quick talk about the table then um, Arsenal obviously top City, Newcastle, Spurs in the top four United 5th Liverpool 6th Brighton 7th Chelsea 8th Fulham 9th Brentford 10th Palace 11th Villa 12th Leicester 13th we'll be delighted after the start they had this season Bournemouth 14 Leeds 15 West Ham 16 Everton 17 and your bottom three are Forest, Southampton and Wolves going into the World Cup break and we'll see how it all pans out. We'll see who comes back with injuries, who doesn't. That's all going to be a big issue, I think, coming out of this World Cup, but we'll see how that goes. Right, uh, let's go and see what's happening around the world. Let's go this week. around the world. So we start this week in Serie A where Nemanja Matic rescued a point in the last minute as Roma were held to a draw against Torino. Another late goal saw Milan get past Fiorentina by two goals to one. Napoli go into the break with an eight-point lead in Italy, which is huge at this time of the season. The five-point lead for PSG after a 5-0 win over Auxerre, as Lons managed to keep up with them over a win over Clermont. There was another late goal for Marseille with Cesc Kalazanac grabbing a stoppage time winner. Thankfully, he waited a couple of weeks to do that one. Spain wrapped up their pre-World Cup programme last midweek with Barcelona's two-point lead intact after both them and Real won by two goals to one. 
Sevilla's struggle continues as they lost to Real Sociedad. Bayern Munich continued to lead the way in Germany after a 2-0 win over bottom club Schalke. Leipzig moved up into third after beating Werder Bremen. No WSL action this week. The Lionesses are in action. They're in action tonight against Norway and they play again before the weekend. There was late drama in the A-League as champions Western United finally picked up a win and their first one of the season. In the EFL, Burnley beat Blackburn to return to the summit of the championship. Giovanni Brown sealed a great comeback win as Exeter beat Peterborough in League One. No crazy games in the National League this week, but Wrexham were held by Wilston in front of their biggest crowd ever. To prove, whilst Wrexham might have gained some new fans, it's no goals this week for the Red Dragons. Well, there we go. Well, that's the last one of that, I think, because I think all, obviously, world football will be coming to a pause during the World Cup. So there won't be any more around the world until after the World Cup. Yep. We're going to part that feature. So we'll, that will be, be on the side for now. And I guess then I must ask how, you know, before the World Cup, how um, how our old friend Donis has been getting on. So Donis is back on the bench this weekend for okay. FC Zurich. They won 4-1, Chris. Nice. Yeah. So, it's just the influence, isn't yeah, it? So the four points now the gap between them and Winterton in front of them. But okay. but the Swiss League, they don't come back yep. until January the 21st. That's a long that's break. Just, That'll be just loving life. two months. <laughs> That'll be loving life. Loving life in Switzerland. Yeah, so, yes, please. I'll have that holiday. Yeah, so Donis is um, going to be twiddling his thumbs for a little while. I think one of my favourite bits of news, and I think you told me about this the other day, was um, was it Ashton? Oh, Ashton United, yeah, and yeah. Erling Haaland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell our good viewers? So Ashton United, who are a non-league side in England, uh, they put in a request to Manchester City um, to have Erling Haaland on loan whilst the World Cup is on. You love that, great stuff. <laughs> Gotta have balls to do it, but yeah, <laughs> I I don't so know indeed... whether it was rejected or not yet though. Yeah, I, I imagine the answer is probably no on insurance grounds. Probably. Um, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so then, World Cup is coming. The fever is catching up with us. Um, and so I thought this might be a good opportunity for us to kind of let's put some things out there as to what we think may or may not happen. So let's see. I'm going to ask you a few predictions. Okay. All right, let's go for a few predictions, ideas, of what you think might happen in the World Cup. Okay. So let's start with, obviously, the winner. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup? I think it is going to mm-hmm. be a team from South America that are going to win the World Cup. That's not an answer to the question. <laughs> Who is going to win the World Cup? I can't choose between Brazil or Argentina. I think it will be Brazil. Brazil have got the better squad. But wouldn't yeah. it be and perfect it- for Messi to go out with a World Cup win. I mean, whoever wins the World Cup is going to have earned the World Cup. Yeah. So I don't I don't buy any of this because it could be Neymar's last World Cup as well, by the yeah. way. So let's let's remember that too. Um so, you know, teams will win. It would have been nice for Gary Lineker to win the World Cup in his last World Cup, wouldn't it? It would have been it would have been nice for a lot of players to win the World Cup in their last in their last yeah, game I, or whatever. I, I, I just feel with the temperature out there, it will definitely be someone from South America. Yeah, I, I, I think Brazil will do it. I think they've got, you know, I was looking at the squad the other day and you just kind of don't realise it with Brazil sometimes. Yeah, they left out Firmino altogether. 
Well, it's just a turnover. <laughs> you think, you know, they lose all the big names, and then you look again, and you go, oh, actually. And you do it every, I'll do it every time with them. Yeah. You know, obviously, they've had a few shaky tournaments as well in between recently. But um, The funniest thing I, from I, the Brazil squad... I think squad they'll do well. ...was yeah. Danny Alves, who is, like, 39, got in the squad yeah. ahead of Emerson Royale. Yeah, I love that. But also, Pepe is still in the Portugal squad, by is the he? way. Let's not... Bloody Nora. Yes, Pepe is... Pepe is still going. Pepe must be, what, 38 now? Oh, he must be in his 50s, I think, Pepe. <laughs> Jeez, he's been around for donkeys. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, that. Um, yeah, I think Brazil will win it. Yeah. Uh, golden boot, then. Harry Kane. Who's getting... You think Harry Kane's getting... I don't think England are going to go far enough to enable him to get to get it. I, th- I mean, the yeah. chance he's got, obviously, is that we've got... Iran. Iran. <laughs> in our group. But... England notoriously do rubbish in the World Cup against teams like yeah, this. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago springs to mind. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago does is the one that sticks in my mind. Obviously, we did all right against Panama last time yeah. around in, in Russia. Yeah, we beat Panama five but, one, didn't we last time? Yeah. It was six, I think. Six was it? Yeah, I think it was six. six <laughs> so yeah, I I just don't think he'll get enough games to do it. Yeah, maybe. Um. So I think Mbappe is the other choice. I, uh, yeah. I th- I think maybe maybe a cheeky little Neymar might be in there. Possibly. I think you know if, if I'm, I think Brazil are going to go all the way. Yeah. They're going to need him to do well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Neymar could end up with a golden boot. Even Richarlison would probably be a good shout. Maybe. Yeah, he could be in with a shout with it. You know, he's going to be up front for him, isn't he? A lot of the time. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, so going on to that, then where do you how far do you think England will go? Quarters. You think quarters? I think quarters too, because yeah. I think that game again. That potential game against France. That that the French are going to beat us if we get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, France can sometimes. France are never too far away from a bit of drama. No. Internally, and they are missing a few big players. Yeah. Obviously, Pogba is going to be missing. Yeah. Um. But there's along with, I you think know still got enough to beat us. Going to be shaky. Yeah. yeah, but I think you know you think about Mbappe, Griezmann exactly against Harry Maguire. We got all these players. Yeah, Dembele. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got all these guys that are just gonna against Harry Maguire and Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. Uh, let's talk about Wales then. How do we think Wales are gonna get on? Do you think what I think the big question for Wales will be: Can they make it out of the group? Yes, I think I think they can as I well. I think they'll pip the USA just. I th- I think you know Bale's got a moment in him still. Yeah, 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 yeah. as yeah as he proved in the MLS in the MLS. Final. He's got to, well, even and in the playoffs, don't forget. Yeah. He's just got he's just got this knack. Just in a moment, he he wasn't he won't he's not the player we used to be where he's just going to be brilliant no, for ninety he'll minutes. He'll play for an hour or he'll come on for an hour, half yeah. an hour. But yeah, but he's got a moment, hasn't he? He's just got a moment in him, whether it's a free kick, whether it's just being in the right place at the right time. It's where he's he's just got for it. Wales, he's got it. it will be who finishes second in Group A. But hopefully. Yeah, obviously, if they win Group B, then <laughs> they'll potentially end up with Senegal, and we'll end up with the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> so, or the other way around. Or the, the, the thing other is, way that around. group. I think between the two of them, it could happen the other way around. Anyway, yeah. do you know what I mean? Potentially, that's a tough group. That. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Mane did get the call up in the end mm-hmm. for Senegal. So it'd be interesting to see if he's fit by that stage of the tournament. Should they make it there? Okay, so I think that's pretty much. What I wanted to talk about, I think obviously there's a lot of issues political out there. 
um, and human rights issues that need to be addressed. And I'll be very interested to see how many of the countries approach it out there. Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, whilst they've said football must be the centre of the focus of, yeah, okay. Yeah. But they need yeah, to, FIFA can they get do out. need yeah, to FIFA shine a light that. on what's going on out yeah. there. If you're putting yourself on the global stage like that, expect to have some sort of criticism. Yeah, of course. Um, that's what I'd say in the matter. Yes, but yeah, there's the World Cup. We look forward to it. Hopefully, it'll be a good one. Lots of goals. Hopefully, players in good fitness rather than end-of-season fitness. Well, that's, that's the difficulty, think, obviously. They've all played the a hell of a lot of games to this point well they well they have but at the same time normally they're playing this at the end of the season yeah. having played 30 you know 40 sometimes 50, 50 60 yeah. games you know for some of the players so for them to be going in 20 games in yeah. they're going to be rather than at the end of the season stride rather than technically yeah. exactly technically they should all be in a better state of fitness than they would be normally in a summer tournament mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, and whether or not the congestion that everyone's had in the first part of the season becomes an and issue. The temperatures might well be an issue, but well, they will. It's going to be a lot. But a lot of them don't forget. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But no, it's very exciting times, indeed. Well, we haven't really got any fixtures to go through this week. All the, the World Cups coming, so go and watch the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we don't need to go for any fixtures really, other than England. And you ran Monday, and obviously Wales play the USA Monday. too. Yeah, so, so those Monday, are the two big Monday, ones between now and next week. England. So work from home yep. that day if you can. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, thanks for listening this week. Um, I'm sure we'll have all the drama to talk about next oh, week yes. from the start of the World Cup. So don't forget, you can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us Let's Football Pod at gmail.com. But for now, we'll see you all next week, hopefully with an England and Wales victory to talk about. We will see you all later. Bye. Bye.